0: say the 28th of February. The purpose of the day is to get all your dental work caught up. If there is a severe long-term crisis, uh, a abscess tooth could kill you. So the purpose of the day is to get all that dental work caught up now while you can. We have patient way in a green room, my friend Jeff Nyquist. Jeff is the author of six books on the international commerce conspiracy, available for sale at Amazon.com. His website, where he writes one, sometimes two, art- excellent articles a week is J.R. I say again, J.R. Nyquist.blog. And uh, I consider Jeff one of the foremost experts on the international communist conspiracy. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, John. Well, sir, uh, we have uh, from about six time zones away, uh, our first caller, we have Thomas in Germany. Good morning, Thomas.
1: Greetings. Good morning, gentlemen. And greetings to John and Kyle for their input yesterday. Their questions were actually about the relationship between China and Russia. On the one hand, their possible one-clenched fist strategy, or if Russia can trust China, and on the other hand, from Dave yesterday, that a Russian-American military alliance could head off the globalists and China. Mr. Nyquist, would you please recap the strategic events that prove Russia and China's bond over time.
2: Well, yeah, there's a there's a reference book that everybody who's interested in this should get, and it's Nevin Gusak's uh, book uh, "Galitzin Vindicated," because it was the defector Anatoly Galitzin that said in 1984, and actually when he defected in 61, that he was present at the design of the Sino-Soviet split in the late 1950s. And uh, it was a lecture by the chairman of the KGB um, at that time, um, uh, Alexander um, Shalepin, who spoke about the uh, Tito-Stalin split. As you recall, Tito was the uh, communist dictator of of communist Yugoslavia, and Stalin was the communist dictator of the USSR, and Stalin was so um, angered by... Tito, he sent an assassin to kill Tito, and Tito responded by sending a man with a note saying, if I was an assassin, I would have gotten you, Um, and that got Stalin to lay off, but the relations soured between the countries until Khrushchev came and and made a trip to um, I think it was in 1964 to Yugoslavia, Um, and so uh, they learned a great deal from this split, because the United States and the West rushed in to support Tito. They supported an actual communist country because it was in disagreement with Stalin. And they thought that, was, that this was a revelation. And so the proposal was, let's have a fake split with a communist country. So the West will rush in and enable that country, build it up, give it the resources it needs for its economy, and give it the technology it needs. And uh, someone uh, asked, what was the best candidate for this country? And he said, China. And that was in 1959. The Sino-Soviet split began in in December of 1960. So this is the first evidence testimony. We have other testimony, too. There is a a Chinese defector. who wrote a book called The Conspiracy and Death of Lin Biao. And uh, although I believe that the defector is passing disinformation, he is attempting to cover up collusion between Russia and China in the period when they're supposedly fighting against each other this defector, Chinese defector testified that the border incidences between China and Russia were staged between um, the Chinese People's Liberation Army and the Soviet military. And this is why Lin Biao, the head of the PLA, was, was liquidated because he was planning to use these fake border clashes to overthrow Mao by getting Mao to panic and go into his bunker where he would gas him in his bunker. Uh, This book, The Conspiracy and Death of Lin Biao, is a fascinating book because of the uh, claims that it makes. It's trying to cover something up. Um, Then you have the the testimony of Colonel Stanislav Lunev. Uh, A number of things. He suspected there was collusion uh, between the USSR and China when he worked there. Konstantin Pryabryzhensky, by the way, worked against China in Mongolia and Japan for the KGB, and he told me that uh, at the highest levels there was some kind of cooperation going on. Uh, and, and it was like they were playing a war game, uh, sort of uh, an intelligence war game with each other to test each other. Um, the, the, the whole Chinese communist system was set up by the Soviets. Uh, they trained their, their military people, they trained their secret police, and, and, and so on. Uh, they're following a, a communist model, and what Russian historian Marina Kalashnikova told me was that um, uh, Marina Kalashnikova, uh, the Russian historian, I asked her, why were, you know, 15 years ago, why were Russia and China colluding so much? Because it was quite obvious. And uh, but even back then, for anyone who was paying attention, she said, because they're both communist. The elites in both countries are communists. They share the same faith, basically. Um, and then, of course, the clincher for me was the confirmation that the conspiracy and death of Lin Biao was a, a fake uh, to hide the military collusion. Uh, Colonel Lunev had a friend who was at the crash site of Lin Biao's plane. Lin Biao famously uh, was, was killed supposedly attempting to overthrow Mao in 1971, just on the eve of Kissinger's visit to open up China. And um, it's very curious, his plane, he fled to the USSR, you know, sort of pointing the finger of guilt and trying to overthrow Mao to the USSR. But at the crash site, what Lunav told me was his friend had said all the people on Lin Biao's plane had been killed before they were put on the plane. So the attempted flight to the USSR was a, a, a fake, and I asked him, I said, why, if this is the case, and they had all the evidence from the crash site, didn't the USSR tell the world that Lin Biao was not trying to flee to the USSR, that this was staged by China to blame the USSR? And of course, he he, he said, you know, I, I really never thought of that before. Um, but it really indicates a fraud uh, at the beginning of this this particular relationship between China and the United States, uh, trying to indicate that Russia was threatening China and the U.S. was going to step in. If you read H.R. Haldeman's book, The Ends of Power, he talks about a, a top-secret thing that happened at around this time where the United States put its bombers in the air and threatened the USSR because the USSR was going to supposedly launch a preemptive nuclear strike against China's nuclear capability, and and uh, Nixon supposedly backed them down. Um this this all was part of getting america to swallow the bait hook line and sinker to believe that china really was uh an enemy of the ussr and the enemy of our enemy is a friend and it it's so believed in playing the china card to this day that policy analysts are saying let's play the russia card let's use putin against china you know and it's ridiculous because all my sources have said, and if you study the literature, this is something I've been <clears throat> consistent on for, for 30 years, more than 30 years. And I've said they're together, and this period of one clenched fist is coming, and here it is. And I just had Mr. Wang of Luna Media tell me on Friday that you have to understand, he said, China and Russia and Iran and, and Cuba and Korea, North Korea, they're all united against the West, And this is something that was always in the cards. It was going to happen. This is what they were going to play on us. Because when you calculate you have one enemy instead of two big enemies, you don't build your your armed forces sufficient to handle two. And that's why the deception is so important. It makes us think we're stronger than we are. We don't understand the order of battle. And when the battle is about to begin, we're outnumbered and in in an almost impossible position.
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay. Any follow-up question there, uh, Thomas?
1: No, no. I mean, we're not talking about trusting the enemy of our enemy, but, uh, you know, more for one-clenched
4: fist.
2: Yeah, sometimes the enemy of your enemy is also your enemy, but uh, in this case, they're not enemies with each other. This was a, a put-up job, and Uh, Unless you go deeply into, look, there was another incident. Um, uh, There was a uh, young lady hiding out in, um, in the undeveloped world somewhere, let's say. And her father had been a Russian diplomat working at a secret center in Siberia where the Russians and the Chinese maintained staff. Now, it's very interesting. This testimony came to me. Um, from someone who'd, who had not read, read Galitzin's book, uh, didn't know that Galitzin had the thesis that there had to be a secret center where the Chinese and Russians got together somewhere in the East, in the Far East. And, and of course, um, she said that her father knew they were planning a war. China and Russia together were planning a war against the West. And this is 20 years ago now. And that she, he wanted to warn uh, the west about this so he sent his daughter abroad to safety telling her never go to the united states never return to europe because she wouldn't be safe there but he did not make it out they evidently found his plans her father had been killed trying to do this so that's another story that i got um so uh, the, it, it, there there's so many of these stories and so much of this that doesn't get po- placed in books because it is the academic community and the military community, the political community. They all were sold on the Sino-Soviet split. And anyone who questions it, who says, look, there's a strategy here, is their name is mud. They just go after their reputation. They don't want to hear this. This is an unfortunate, this has been an unfortunate situation because... As I said, Nevin Gusek's book, *Galitzin Vindicated, has reams of fact, more than I just gave you, uh, on how they colluded when they were supposedly almost at war with each other.
0: Okay. Thomas, great call. Let's go to our next call. We've got uh, John in Texas. Good morning, John.
1: Hello. I have a, um, a comment about, Mar- about Karl Marx himself. Uh, concerning colonial European colonial expansion in the 19th century in a piece of correspondence which i think between him and friedrich Engels back in the early eight but in the early 1880s he said that he was delighted that by the expansion of about Europeans taking over these countries because he said it would bring those countries into the into the sphere or under or into the uh, uh, into the historical, into this, to the a historical deterministic web, and would open them up to becoming part of the grand socialist experiment. You know this.
2: Yeah, well, Marx was an internationalist, right? It's, it's not national socialism, it's international socialism. And anything that would bring countries closer together, um, whether those countries were European countries becoming closer together because of international trade, or colonies that were brought into the trading system. Um, so th- this would make everybody get closer to a common language, to a common uh, economy, and to a, to a common culture. Which would allow the transformation of, of the world because Marx envisioned communism as being a world thing. Right.
1: Right. Um, but does this sort of paint uh, one another thing that paints Marx, that paints Karl Marx as a fraud? No. I mean, and because you anti-... you have to
2: remember Karl Marx's you know laws of history, his theory of history. Uh, which Terminate. is dialectics, right? So you start out, man is a hunter-gatherer primitive communist. Then you have slave societies. You have to pass through these stages to get to advanced communism. You have to have a period of slavery. Marx said this, this is required. Then you have to have a period of feudalism. Uh, then feudalism is overthrown for capitalism. And these are all necessary uh, phases. So Marx believed that he, humankind had to pass through these phases in order to reach uh, communism. And that included phases, in, and Lenin updated it by saying, well, imperialism is the last stage of, of capitalism, right? So these were necessary stages. It didn't make Marx a hypocrite. It, no.
1: Oh, it more- I'm sorry? Well, it just makes the the, the anti the anti communist. I mean, the anti colonialist aspects of communism seem um, really, or their use of or their nationalistic. Well, it, it paints the appeals the appeal to nationalism and in, and in Marxist anti colonial movements just seem to be, you know, a facade.
2: Well, um look uh, the time comes when you know remember it's dialectical, so the time comes when the revolution must come. so if you're going to have a socialist revolution in a colony, well, it's perfect. they revolt against the 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 colonial power, they adopt socialism and um, they join the eastern bloc and nationalism of course, Hitler taught. Uh, the Communists that people don't fight most people won't fight for abstract communist ideas, but they will fight for nationalism, so you have to use that mm-hmm. and it's and and Lenin said any uh lie told that helps the revolution is good because you know the ends mm-hmm. justify the means right so oh, of course they're going to use nationalism they're going to use a religion even you know liberation theology for example uh islam they're going to use things even though um, communism is atheistic the, they're going to use hello. those things too it doesn't here make them hypocrites do. it makes yeah. them good strategists
1: all right right um, because
2: they're lying to win a second. if i if i if i'm fighting you if i tell a lie and you're my enemy to defeat you am i a hypocrite they're here right I'm I'm actually, in their way of thinking, I'm actually oh, really? advancing my cause, which is, in their mind, is kind of holy. It's the ultimate thing. Okay. So you, you can't look to a communist for consistency in his actions, because his actions are, as Lenin said, a zigzag path. He'll seem to go left, he'll seem to go right. This is the story of Stalin. He went le- to You know the Bolshevik Revolution. He went left with Lenin, and then when when Lenin turned turned right with the NEP, he went right with Lenin and Bukharin, and then he went against Kamenev, Zinoviev, and Trotsky, and then when he dispensed with them, he turned left and got rid of Bukharin. And this is the what they do. It's it's about winning, right? It's about winning. It's not there's no consistency. You're following the laws of history. Which are, so, are, are really, where dialectic, dialectical opposites are changing places with each other through through a process of synthesis, right?
1: So all all those VC that uh, John was fighting against were believing in their liberation of their country from imperialists were in fact, were in fact dupes that gave their lives for something they knew not
2: of. Well, that's and, why, you know, I believe communism is evil, because really what it boils down to is they're just after the concentrating power in their own hands. There's somehow the belief in the what the communist belief really boils down to is we are the vanguard revolutionaries. If we are able to get supreme power over mankind or some part of mankind, we can transform man's future to something positive. But really, the power is an end in itself, and of course, there it is.
0: Okay, yeah. John. Thank you. Thank you for your call, John. We got a break. We'll be right back.
2: Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash
5: RBN.
6: Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at libertystickers.com. Again, that's libertystickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard.
5: Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows
2: come home to get your new ease off drop and lift?
6: What in the world is an ease off drop and lift?
2: That's
5: E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free
7: shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too.
6: EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419.
1: So let's fix bayonets.
3: We'll have the advantage of moving down the hill they got to be tired, the revs. they got to be close to the end if we are. So fix bayonets. Ellis, wait, Ellis, you take the left wing, I'll take the right. I want a right wheel forward of the whole regiment. What, you mean charge? Yes, but here's what we do.
2: We're going to charge swinging down the hill. Just like we pulled back to this left side of the regiment, now we're going to swing it down. We swing like a door. We're going to sweep them down the hill just as they come up. Understand? Does everybody understand? Yes, yes sir. sir!
0: All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This hour is sponsored by the Energy Cleaner for sale at my website at the getting a fresh batch let's see what today's wednesday, wednesday tomorrow uh, i sold out everything i had last week uh, during the sale and uh, if you've got issues with pain if you've got issues with sleep you need an energy cleaner are you doubting thomas no sweat gi because i offer a 90-day money-back guarantee on the energy cleaner energy cleaner is at my website along with the mattress pads that go with it you can place your order right there using PayPal, MasterCard, Visa, or you can call my toll-free order line 24 hours a day. That's 800-592-9543. Business with Jeff Nyquist. His website JRNyquist.blog, and uh, his books for sale. Six books for sale at Amazon.com. Jeff, how can people subscribe to your website, please?
2: There's a PayPal button below every article or video.
0: That makes it quick and easy, painless, and I encourage people to do that. Okay, um, do you have any updates on Ukraine for us, sir?
2: Uh, Well, the Ukrainians are running out of artillery ammunition because the West is no longer supplying it. Um, This is very serious, so there's a crisis developing where uh, Europe is actually makes, uh, makes more. They're only sending a fraction of their shells to Ukraine because they're selling to other countries. Right. And they haven't stopped those sales to other countries to focus on Ukraine. In the United States, the Republicans in Congress and I think some of the Democrats are holding up the vote of uh, fighting over the border crisis, um, somehow tying, supplying Ukraine with shells to this border crisis so that the uh, more than half a million Ukrainians fighting the Russians are, are being choked off. And um, so it it's... Um, It's it's a problem. Uh, If if they don't get it together soon, Ukraine could collapse, and NATO will be in the middle of an unprecedented crisis.
0: Uh, I've read that uh, one or more NATO countries, I believe uh, England, is is considering sending British troops to Ukraine. Uh, Have you heard about that, sir?
2: Well, there was uh, Macron of France was saying, "Look, we're going to have to send troops." because the, the there's this lack of seriousness, and, and the thing is, I, I suspect Macron is only doing this to frighten people away from supporting Ukraine, because all we need to do is send Ukraine uh, ammunition, sufficient ammunition to fight off the Russians, and they could fight off the Russians forever if we give them enough ammunition. They've proved it for two years. It's only... Ukraine is only in danger of losing the war is because we're not supplying them with ammunition. We don't need to send our own troops. It's because we're cutting the ammunition off that we're going to have to send troops. But the problem is, if we won't supply the Ukrainians with ammunition, will we even supply our own troops with ammunition? There's a problem in the management here. And I think it's because the West has been infiltrated by Russian agents and Chinese agents. The Russians and Chinese are behind this.
0: All right. Um, moving on from there, uh, any updates? Uh, I think you're going to talk to your contact with China on the China-Taiwan situation, sir. I talked to him on Friday, uh,
2: Mr. Wang of Luda Media, and he basically outlined the plan called the the Dengui plan. There's the little Dengui and the big Dengui, and it means um, uh, return. Uh, uh, it basically mean, refers to returning Taiwan to the mainland and the big Dengui is the, um, the, the Taiwanese um, people and the DPP party, um, uh, the Democratic Pro- Progressive Party, and the small Dengui is the KMT. And they've been infiltrating, uh, on the one side, the native Taiwanese, they've been infiltrating their temples and their local religion and uh, culture to make them anti-American. And they've been infiltrating the KMT uh, for for many years so they can help get control of the military and the police. And so they're they're working on this, and they want to create unrest. They want to create a crisis in Taiwan, which is going to force the United States to send aircraft carriers. Already we have this situation where the U.S. is planning with France and Britain to send uh, seven or eight aircraft carriers to the Far East. The Chinese People's Liberation Army Navy has prepared traps under the sea, mechanisms that can grab hold of propellers of ships and, and cause them to not be able to move. Uh, they've got their missiles, carrier smashing missiles. They want to destroy aircraft carriers. And they want to do this to demoralize the Americans, to chase the Americans out of the Pacific, and so that they can control all these other countries. Um, they are willing to go to war. They're willing to do an, do acts of war. Um, under the right circumstances and uh, they are planning a a larger war because the Chinese leaders and the Russian leaders believe that a war with the West is now inevitable. Uh, What's interesting is Mr. Wang, who has connections at the top of the Chinese system uh, Chinese communist system says that um, they believed that Joe Biden was their guy when they took power but something has happened with Joe Biden he's no longer doing exactly what they want and they're they're very shocked by this and this is a further you know in my view this this makes it even more important for them to start a war because if their agents in the west have taken fright i think the problem with you know getting a person to be your agents in another country is the day that he wakes up and says hey you're trying to take over the world and then he may not cooperate with you anymore because he may realize that that by cooperating with you he's destroying himself his
0: own hold family, that thought jeff we have a yeah. break we're right back
8: i want the truth you can't handle the truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth
7: health simple with Colorado Shilaji, Fact bit number two. In Ayurvedic pharmacology, Shilaji is the king Raza Yoga Vahayana. Razayana is one of the comprehensive disciplines of Ayurveda. It comprises of specialized uses of herbal minerals to achieve the optimum state of health. Razayana is a path to achieve homeostasis and thus retarding the process of aging and the prevention of diseases. Shilaji stands alone as the king herbal mineral over all other earth-made substances. Within Rasayana, Shilaji is the ultimate substance that improves quality of plasma and blood. Thus, it strengthens and promotes health to all tissues of the body. Legit Shilaji, like Colorado Shilaji, is as the literal Sanskrit translation implies. Shilaji is the conqueror of mountains and the destroyer of weakness. Look for the gold
2: mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G O R B N.
0: where the hearth is in days gone by the hearth was the center of the home a social place where the family would come together to spend time and cook the warmth of the liberator rocket stove makes a house feel like a home so welcome home 100 percent american made the liberator rocket stove heats for a fraction of the cost of other methods your home can be safely heated with firewood or wood pellets the liberator rocket heater is waiting to be part of your home This unit ships directly to your door, or you can save $300 with a factory pickup. To order, go to my website, thelibertyman.com. That's thelibertyman.com. back, ladies and gentlemen. My website is thelibertyman.com. If you're new to my work, new to our website, check it out. Information on our website will entertain you, educate you, inform you, make you happy, make you sad, even make you angry. Seriously, there's a lot there. I like to mention the COVID panel a lot because, well, quite frankly, the uh, consequences of the COVID vaccination cloud shot is the worst crime in human history. Most recently, we have a, about a 30-minute video Dr. Teresa Long, M.D., Lieutenant Colonel in the U.S. Army, testifying about the falsified medical records to cover up the COVID shot injuries. If you have issues with pain, I have an energy cleaner that will help you. I do. Issues with sleep, same thing. Are you doubting, Thomas? No sweat, because I offer a 90-day money-back guarantee on an energy cleaner. You can make your purchase of your energy cleaner right there at my website. Mattress pad to go with it using PayPal, MasterCard, Visa. I have an address. You want to send me a check or money, or simply mail it to the address. And if you don't want to give out your credit card on the Internet, I understand it. That's why I have a toll-free line, 24 hours a day. It's 800-592-9543. Visiting with Jeff Nyquist, his website's jrnyquist.blog. I say again, jrnyquist.blog. His books for sale at Amazon. Uh, Jeff, what direction would you like to go next, sir?
2: Well, we were just talking about China's,
0: yes, sir, you know, war preparations, and
2: my my well, interview with Mr. Wang is on my website, jrnyquist.blogspot, um, if people want to read it, it it's uh, it's very interesting because he's talking about um, the subversion of Taiwan without an invasion, uh, by placing restrictions, and what I found interesting was his the infiltration of religion. On the on the um, among the Taiwanese and then the uh, the Chinese um, nationalist element in Taiwan, the KMT, uh, the use of them—they're the two parties in Taiwan's elections. And if you look at the United States, they also do the same thing. The Chinese and Russians are infiltrating the left and the right. And I think what people don't understand this is the problem with with not having sufficient understanding of. Communism and the enemy. Most people don't believe that communism is really a factor. They're just a bunch of idiots who have a weird beliefs that nobody nobody takes seriously anymore. Well, that isn't actually the case. Communism is a is actually a, a, a very serious thing. Um uh, it's it's um it's highly organized. It may be a minority, but they control large countries like Russia and China. The people who know what's what in Russia know that the that the elite in Russia is still Soviet and um, you know it's the second largest political party in Russia is the Communist Party still and the uh, the the unity party really is just run by a bunch of communists so they control the political process that's why there's going to be elections in the middle of March and in Russia they don't even pay attention because the elections aren't real any more than they were under Stalin. And, and the reason that Russia is allied with China, as I said before, is because they're both the communist bloc. This is why Russia has been giving huge amounts of grain to Cuba, why they're building military infrastructure in Nicaragua, why there are Russian and Chinese troops in Venezuela together. That's, they've been there for years now. Um, it's, it's why they're both moving together to support socialist regimes and the transformation of Latin America into a giant socialist bloc. Um, it's, it's why they both support South Africa and Congo, uh, Zimbabwe, and Namibia, and Angola. These are all communist countries in Africa, despite w- their protest to the contrary. So there's a communist bloc. This is what people don't understand. Look, uh, maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago, my, my analysis of Galitzin into the, the defector literature and what was happening, people could say, oh, this is just a conspiracy theory. Well, it's not a, a, a theory anymore. It's actually played out. This is what we're seeing happening. This is this is a fact. Uh, the communists have done this. This is their strategy. The communist movement. You can call it a conspiracy. They used to do that, but it's really a movement that uses conspiratorial methods. And and this was goes back to Lenin. He wrote in What Is to Be Done? He wrote, "We need a conspiratorial political party." Right. This was his vision for how to de- design a political party for taking over the world for communism. And and they were very focused on techniques that would be effective and would work. So when you look at Hamas, if you look at Arab terrorism or Islamism, if you look at uh, colonial nationalism, as John was pointing out, these things are all hijacked to serve uh, the communist cause. They even hijack American nationalism. There's, there's uh, communist agents of influence in MAGA right now. And they're getting people to believe in conspiracy theories and narratives that will turn American against American and will prevent the healing of the country, ideological healing. Because they've got their agitators on the left and the far right. They did this in Weimar, Germany in the 1920s and 30s. Uh, the far left and the far right were used to destroy the center. <clears throat> so that it was you were going to have uh, somebody crazy come to power either way. And that was going to serve to creating the chaos that allows communism to advance. I hope that makes sense.
0: It, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Jeff, we've got a caller in the holder. JP in Chicago. Good morning, JP. Yeah. Hey guys.
3: Uh, great topics. Um, Jeff, I got to agree with you on a lot of your stuff, but uh, I think we're losing just like Vietnam. Um, my military trainers fought in that war like you, John, and they claim, my drill Sergeant Weber, claimed we lost that war because of cultural war. Now, we won the battles. We, we we killed 20 to 1 ratio. We Over a million casualties in the Viet Cong, Viet, Vietnamese, and we only lost 50,000, okay? So we won tactically, but we lost the culture war. And that is the problem with today. If you look at our cities today, um, they're run by Marxists. Chicago, for example. And they're using the uneducated as their weapon. Um, I hate to say it, but Blacks, illegals, they make up most of the crime in the city. And the difference in Chicago, for example, since the immigration, the black uh, shootings were 80% of the shot clock. It was about 15% uh, Latino. That's actually changed. Now it's down to 70% black. Latinos have gone up. And there's another category called other. The other, I believe, are all these uh, immigrants coming in by, by the millions, some categories at 20, 30 million. But um, that's devil advocate of me. But I guess my question, it has to do with the Asian front. I agree with you. Something might be popping off there soon. And I was wondering if you're aware of all the elites selling their stocks. For example, Tesla, Microsoft, um, Amazon, my, my CEO, Jeff Bezos, sold most of his stocks. Um, and so they're getting ready for some incident, perhaps uh, Taiwan. Do you see that the elites selling off their stocks um, as, a, as a sign to uh, an invasion of Taiwan?
2: Jeff? Well, I don't think there's going to be an invasion of Taiwan because they're going to try to take it over from the inside. But um, uh, in World War I, the stock market was shut down. There was no trading. In World War II, you had a similar situation. So, you when you have wars or world wars, the markets freeze up. They they just stop functioning. So, if people want to get their cash out of the market before a war. They sell. And so, if you're seeing people selling, you're seeing people who whose advisors or who whose knowledgeable people know that something is coming. And of course, we can see something is coming. China is. Look, an eight aircraft carrier, seven or eight aircraft carrier deployment from Britain, France, and the U.S. to the Far East, <clears throat> that's really an indication that something is, is going to happen there. And you've got <clears throat> people saying that North Korea is getting ready for war. Uh, Iran, we already have a, a shooting war, at least with missiles in the Middle East, with the Houthi rebels are just controlled by the Iranians, and Iran is just the cat's paw of Russia and China in the Middle East. So, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so yeah, there's uh, and then there's a, a war in Europe, a real war. Uh with with uh, hundreds of thousands dead. Um where Russia is advancing on NATO. And they're really not saying they're going to stop. Um I think that Europe is waking up to the fact that Russia is going and Europe thought, "Oh, Ukraine'll stop them. boy. We got lucky there." Um the Ukrainians fought hard, but this the Russians have so many agents in the West and so many helpers and so much blackmail um, that they've been able to stop the supply of weapons to Ukraine. And if that Ukrainian army fails, that Ukrainian army is all that stands betwe- between Russia and Europe. And, and NATO has neglected its defenses. These ideas that NATO is an aggressive alliance that's advancing against Russia. Now... NATO is, is not built up its armaments. NATO has been disarming for 30 years.
3: So, yeah, we've been fighting with one hand tied behind our back in that war. Air superiority is the big problem. Without that, you're just you're fighting with one hand tied behind your back,
2: you know. Well, they don't, you know, they're they're also Russia's threatening nuclear war, so they don't want to uh, get involved with uh, NATO forces in there, but now they're starting to panic and realize that the, the ammunition shortage, I mean, Europe, it's very difficult to turn the Titanic. And so Europe is not able, because of their the way their ammunition production works, they're not able to supply Ukraine. I mean, as I mentioned on the program, there was one British expert who said this, one trainload of ammunition for Russia from North Korea was more than all the ammunition the European Union has given, countries have given Ukraine since the beginning of the war. It yeah. gives you the idea of the... the 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 both north korea china and russia have enormous uh immediate military production capacity for supporting military operations and people don't realize it's not the number of troops you have it's how well supplied they are and the russians and the chinese are able though they have some problems in their number of trucks and trains they've got the numbers to keep their forces supplied in the West, we haven't built sufficient armaments factories. In fact, the old European armaments factories, they went in they thinking they were just going to turn them back on. No, the machine tools uh, are no good anymore. They can't make ammunition with them. They have to build new plants from scratch, which requires talent, engineers, people that haven't trained to do this in Europe. There have been no jobs. Why would you train to be a weapons engineer in Europe when, when they're they've been turning their weapons into... You know, in, into something else. They've been uh, making consumer goods. So, see, they have a basic problem.
3: I agree that you know, issue. My neighbor was a was a designer for uh, Lockheed Martin, and he made a really good salary. But that's the problem is between the Chinese, they're making rounds, one fifty-two rounds for five hundred bucks a pop. Our pallet and Excalibur rounds are fifty thousand. You know, so that's there's a big. Middleman problem we got here in our military industrial complex where they mark up the prices of a hammer. You know, they've been doing this for years, our overpriced uh, aircrafts and everything is way overpriced.
2: Well, so that's, that's true issue. in some weapon systems, but I tell you, when you can place a round on the dining room table 90 kilometers away, that round is worth it. It's worth the money because you've just blown up an ammunition depot that contains, you know, 50,000 rounds of Russian ammo. This is what the HIMARS were able to do against the Russians, and why it changed True. the nature of the war. So you know, sometimes precision a- ammo is worth it, and you are actually defeating the enemy with it. But you have to also have the cheap stuff too. You have to have the right balance. And of course, we haven't. It has not been managed well. And I, you know, my German friends tell me that German arms manufacturing has been sabotaged by all kinds of. Um, Regulations and environmental and uh, social requirements on the weapons, so that it you know quadruples the price of a tank and makes it not able to function as a real tank, for example. So we're starting to have that ourselves.
3: We got zips in the wire, just like Vietnam. I think Colonel Alexander came out and said uh, one out of every four of our interpreters and in Vietnam allies, quote, allies, were working with the VC. So a lot of them came over here, and I think that's what we have here in our country. We got zips in the wire, and I agree with you. We got the rhinos, and, but mostly the Democrat Party. I I think they're pure Bolsheviks, and they're not hiding it anymore. At least the Republicans hide it, <laughs> like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> but the, the Democrats are just full, full out bolsheviks and they're using the cultural that that's going to be our thorn in our side going into the future is these cities are going to be hellholes, and the cultural marxists are going to be marching in the streets that's just my opinion great show guys thanks for all your input i appreciate it
0: okay thanks for the call jp great call our last break in about two minutes uh, what direction let go next sir
2: well, it's uh, what he said about the Demo- – I, I wouldn't want to say that all Democrats are Bolsheviks, but it's that you can take over, you know, um, you can take over an organization with very few people infiltrating at the top. And you can blackmail people, you can bribe people, and you hope they stay blackmailed and bribed, by the way, but you, you can take over organizations. And this is what communist subversion has been able to do. This is what Mr. Wang was telling me they're doing in, in Taiwan. You want to get control of the police, you want to get control of the military, and you want to get control of intelligence services, because then the intelligence services are your eyes and ears of a country. If you if you make if you take over the intelligence service, that country is now deaf and blind. Uh, that's very important, so that they can't. So then you can feed them any nonsense, and they could potentially believe it because they're not correctly informed, they're misinformed. In fact, you're feeding their intelligence services the wrong information. And of course, we don't know what the state of play is right now between the different intelligence services, but throughout the Cold War, the West was uh, outmaneuvered in intelligence. And we were deceived. And this was what allowed the Russians to do their great deceptions. Again and again, they were able to do these deception operations. Um, So yeah, it's um it's a very serious um it's a very serious situation that we've landed in. Um and until we get this is the problem I have with Tucker Carlson, by the way, is Tucker Carlson to me is unintelligible because he doesn't know any of this. He no, he, he thinks doesn't. that Russia is just a country. And so he goes to interview Putin. He doesn't know what to ask. He doesn't understand who he's sitting across from. And the and the problem is is this is like children. Uh, on on, on the, playing on the freeway. It's a very dangerous game to play with very dangerous people, and so this is the example of what happens. Tucker Carlson goes over there, um, uh, says to another journalist, "Well, I didn't ask about you know Navalny uh, because I didn't ca- I don't care about him." And and other people can ask about that. And besides, all leaders kill other people, and killing is what they have to do to be leaders. That's why I never want to be a leader. Well, the problem is, four days later, as if he was blessing Putin and doing this, Navalny is is killed in in prison. And and so uh, you have to you have to do some soul searching. Yes, you're like a child playing on the freeway. No, you're actually getting other children to play. They're the ones that are getting run over by your behavior. You're enabling. A tyrant. And you think that you're just looking for the truth. Well, the problem is you can't find the truth.
0: Here's our break. We'll go right back.
8: It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution.
1: There's a point, 7,000 RPM, where everything fades. The machine becomes weightless, just disappears. And all that's left is a body moving through space and time. 7,000 RPM. That's where you need it. You feel it coming. Creeps up on you close in your ear. Ask you a question. The only question that matters.
0: Who are you? All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jeff, um, got about oh, two and a half, three minutes to summarize your thoughts for the day and for the week, sir.
2: Well, the the problem that we have today is as I watch it is that we have incoherence in in what people are thinking. So because we have the wrong inputs in terms of the information, there's huge uh, I guess you could say there's a mountain of information uh, or fact out there that's just simply not integrated into people's thoughts. For example, the fact that Russia and China have troops in Venezuela. Uh, the fact that uh, the Russia and China are both working through Cuba, and you know, f- people will say, "Here is like NATO's advancing next to Russia." Well, isn't Cuba ninety miles from our shores? Right. Isn't Cuba a communist? I mean, the the idea that Russia is now openly—it's on billboards in Russia that politicians are talking that Alaska belongs to Russia. They're laying claim to U.S. territory. And right. yet Americans think, oh, we're going to be allies with them. You've got to think about what these things mean. There's Russian and Chinese troops together supporting Venezuela because they're aligned. And, and the fact that Putin went to Beijing to meet with Xi before he invaded uh, Ukraine full-on um, is, is a definite indication that they, they're, they're coordinating all their strategy uh, together. So uh, people want to create narratives and say it's about the globalists, look, who's a globalist? There's liberal globalists and there's communist globalists. And the thing is, is the infiltration of high finance by communists, the infiltration of, you know, look at the the World Economic Forum. People talk about it like it's a country. No, it's just a communist front organization run by Klaus Schwab, who wants to use the Chinese communist model for the whole world. Well, what does that make him? It makes him a Leninist doesn't make him a globalist. You know, we don't call things by their proper names. We don't have the right labels. You know, to go back to Cato the Younger, who, at the time of the Catalinarian conspiracy, he said We're, we we don't call things by their proper names, and we only care about our material things, by our, you know, our standard of living. We have to care about ideas, and the problem is, you know, I saw um, uh, the interview that Tucker Carlson uh, gave to um, um, to uh, Fredman um, and uh, Fredman said I, I'm interested in Tucker Carlson's ideas well if uh, I listen to Tucker Carlson saying we have to get out of Ukraine well that's not an idea we're not in Ukraine right?
0: that's right, that's right Jeff, thank you very much have you back, nice Wednesday, we appreciate it as if today, It's if getting get medical supplies your energy cleaning, essential oils now while you can, your firearms ammunition never ever up your guns for the fun sake of Day, God bless the county of Missouri, large beautiful state of Missouri. I get to live in the even larger beautiful state of Texas. And Lord, please God bless the United States of America.
2: Free shipping on orders over fifty dollars. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN.
8: This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.